0: everybody welcome back to another episode of off tangent um i'm celine and tom's here with us also and this week we will be talking about what are we talking about this week thomas uh
1: this week we're talking about mental health
0: yes so we'll be talking about mental health this week um we're way past mental health awareness day or month I think I forgot. I think it was just a day or week. But either way, we're going to be... Was it a week? I think I it's forgot. a week. No, I think it's a week. Okay. So we're way past mental health, health, mental health awareness week or day or whatever it is. But we're totally going to be talking about this because this is a super important topic that really needs to be talked about. And so even if kind of late to the party... I mean, we felt like this was something important. I mean, me especially, because, well, we're we're going to get into that in a little bit. But we did tease this um, episode kind of like a, f- a week back or a few weeks back. I think it was last week,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, I think it was last week during trash we part two.
0: Yeah, when we were talking about um, hoarders. But so, yeah, yeah. Um, so just know that if you are somebody who struggles with any mental health problems or issues that, um, you know, this is a safe space for you, basically. I know you're just listening to us right now talking, but, you know, hopefully this episode will also give um, those of you who are struggling with something right now kind of like... um I don't know, not necessarily like peace of mind, but I guess just um, the feeling that you're not alone in this.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, Tom actually is. Uh, Tom used to study psychology. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, he right. used to study psychology, so he knows a little bit, I guess. How much do you know about like mental health stuff?
1: I mean. That's a very broad question. Very broad question. Um, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, like, I guess let me just specify what I studied. Yeah.
0: Oh.
1: It, there was a general psych course, yeah, but really then there was also child Oh, uh,
0: Okay. Yeah. So actually, I, because I am a teacher uh, and I specialize in like preschool education. So part of that was we had a course actually on um, special education and like child psychology also. So I also have like a little bit of background. Like I'm not going to claim that I know everything about that particular area, but I do also have like a little bit of background when it comes to those kinds of things. But, um, so yeah, um, I guess this particular topic actually is one that I suggested to Tom that we talk about, because between the two of us, it's actually, I am actually the one who, um, has kind of like those mental health, uh, issues. I don't, are they called issues?
1: Uh, I mean... Just going off of, like, terminology, terminology. issue makes it sound like yeah. you're struggling with some like, struggling. Okay. struggling and losing. Yeah. Struggling and losing.
0: So what is a better term for it? Like, um...
1: Seven years since I studied it. Seven years I <laughs>
0: <laughs> so probably, like, a condition? Would it be called a condition in that case?
1: I mean... That sounds better than the
0: issue, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sound better than issue. Like a condition sounds like it's just something that you have, that you're trying to cope with, right? It's
1: kind of like an everyday thing. So I guess mental thing, health know?
0: condition. Yeah, yeah. So, um, those of you who know me or are very close to me would probably know this, but I actually don't like talking about it very much, and only people who are very close to me would know this. But I recently just got diagnosed with. Um, general anxiety disorder and I am like I'm 20 I was 25 and I got diagnosed with that so just like a few months before my 26th birthday I'm 26 now I got diagnosed when I was 25 and honestly it was this whole quarantine period that pushed me into really just getting the professional help because before um I did struggle with like certain things like being nervous about things that I shouldn't be nervous about and like overthinking things and thinking like people did not or well like I was trying to kind of like mind read what other people would be thinking about me and I would feel really guilty about simple things like when I say no to people I read into that a lot and I like overthink it and think like oh they probably think like I'm a horrible person and stuff like that and just from then I had a kind of like um I kind of had like a hint that I may have had something with me with regards to anxiety because I have read before like certain things about what anxiety feels like or what people with anxiety feel like and some of those stuff like resonated with me and like It didn't get really bad until like recently with like so many things going on um, in the world and like my personal life that I ended up like getting into this really dark place where I lost my motivation and um, I just was questioning a lot of things in my life and so I decided to like seek out the professional help and honestly it was like one of the best things that I've done. Because really understanding what you're going through helps a lot in like being able to manage it because like you can't manage what you're dealing with if you don't even know what you're dealing with. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like being able to understand what was going on in my mind and just being able to understand why I was feeling that way and having somebody to like rationalize that with and like process all of that with, was really a big help and then also of course um you know some of you might go to psychologists who are usually like um or therapists who would usually like talk you through it process you through like talking communication or some of you might go to psychiatrists Am I getting this right? Yeah, psychiatrists who do, like, a mix of pharmacological stuff, which is, like, medicine stuff and also processing stuff. So either way you go with it, like, whatever helps you is just, you know, it's, believe me, it's going to be a huge help. And I know it sounds scary at first to really, like, consider doing it. I was so scared at first before to, like, even do it because I thought, like, if I know that I have this particular disorder, I have this particular issue, I was thinking about how that was going to change my life and how I viewed myself. And then also, I was actually scared of like taking meds for it. I am like on antidepressants right now. Um, And at first, I was really hesitant to be on them. And I was afraid of actually taking them because I was worried about how it was going to affect the way I lived. And, like, the way I, it kind of, like, the way my brain works. Because, you know how, you know, those medicines are supposed to, like, regulate how your your emotions are doing and all of that stuff. And so I was afraid that that was going to, like, mess me up and mess up my, like, uh, hard wiring of my body. But, um honestly, now that I've been taking them for a while, I actually forgot to take them today. I just remembered Oh my god. Oh my god. I forgot to take them. I gotta yeah, I gotta take them after we record. But um yeah. Taking the meds has been a big help because I feel um better, sort of, and it helps me really prevent like that general feeling of being always nervous or being scared about stuff or like just you know, the usual symptoms that I feel when um the things kick in, like, my anxiety and, like, the panic attacks kick in, but, uh, yeah, that's me. Tom, do you have anything to share about, like, um, mental health and stuff?
1: Um, yeah, so I have a question for you. Yeah. So, um, let's just take, for example, um, uh, the pottery right now the the -hmm. planters that you're making yeah have you ever just kind of felt like you don't deserve all the praise that you're getting online or just in general from it
0: i mean i'm not actually receiving much praise for it i mean well i mean i have a small following so Like, it's not, like, overwhelming praise or, like, a lot of praise. There are times when I feel like, uh, you know, uh, like, not that I don't deserve it, but it's just surreal, kind of, that I'm getting that kind of attention from something that I started as a small project and, yeah, stuff like that. And I guess... Actually, I think I'm dealing with that a lot better than how I've dealt with a lot of achievements I've had before. Because, in general, I'm, like, the type of person who doesn't really like talking about my achievements. Like, it's just not my thing. Um, So, I'm not gonna... I don't want it to be, like, a humble brag or anything, but I've achieved certain things in my life before. And Tom knows about these things. Like, I've, you know accreditation for certain things. I've ranked uh, among the top scorers in like a national professional test. And I don't really like talking about it. I know that sounds like very ironic that I'm talking about it right now. But I don't like talking about it mainly because I don't like people thinking that I'm bragging about it. So I don't like people knowing that like, oh, I I don't like talking about that. Like, oh, I achieved this. Oh, I was able to do this. Like in general, because I feel like whatever achievements I have would speak for itself. And I wouldn't need to really talk about it that much. And yeah, I get that feeling that people would think I'm bragging about it. And some people would say, well, you should be proud of what you achieve. But, you know, that doesn't really help me much. It doesn't help the way that I think, you know, it's just the way that I think. Um, But yeah.
1: So the reason I asked that question is, did you know that there's a thing called imposter syndrome?
0: Yes. And I actually do experience imposter syndrome. I think so at least. Um, Why? Why do you bring up imposter syndrome though? Uh,
1: because I was remembering a time, like, I don't know, a couple months back or so. I was just hit super hard by imposter syndrome.
0: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: It was, it was fucking terrible. Like, but what
0: were you doing during that time?
1: What do you mean? What was I doing?
0: Was it, were you, like, writing something?
1: No, 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 no. It was a DB and sort campaign. Sorry. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, one of my uh, buddies and her, you know, people who play in the game, were like, "Oh yeah, no, you're like a really great DM." I'm just like, "Ah, no." My like my brain literally yeah. just yeah. shut the fuck down. And I get
0: that too sometimes.
1: So that's the thing though. Just to tie back into what you were saying, knowing what it was really did help. Because that, it really did kind of feel like some imposterism. And I knew that it was that, so I could just work through it. I made terms with it.
0: Yeah. So So you kind of, like, were able to kind of make peace with it by getting to know it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've... That's something that's really important to me, I think, is um, so, yeah, like I said, if you're feeling afraid about going to see someone to talk about it, or maybe you don't have like the resources right now to go to like a psychologist or a psychiatrist, you could find like maybe a support group that's close to you. There's tons of support groups now online, Um, you know. If you're comfortable with like strangers, if you're more comfortable talking with strangers about things like that, then you could find tons of support groups online. And um, if you're more comfortable with like friends and family, though, then like totally open up to that. You know, it's a big help. Actually, isn't there like a talking therapy thing, Tom? Like a talk therapy? I mean. Like it's kind. I mean. Like. You, like, you know how there's different kinds of ther- therapy, quote-unquote, that they call, like, retail therapy, talk therapy, stuff like that. Music therapy. And talk therapy is this one kind of therapy where, like, you get relief just from talking to somebody else about what you're going through. And that's something that might help, like some of you who are struggling right now with some of the emotions you're feeling and especially right now when most of us are quarantined we don't really have anywhere to go um that might help you out honestly and like resources online too there's tons of resources online now honestly like this people in this age are kind of lucky Like I mentioned last time. They're kind of lucky because... Or we're kind of lucky, actually. Because there's so much talk right now about mental health. And it's been... It's being given so much more importance now compared to, like, before. When it was kind of like a tab... Yeah, it was kind of like a taboo topic.
1: Like 60 years ago, basically. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like, back then... If you had anything to do with mental health, they would put you, like, in asylums. Like, straight up. Yep. Just for... Fe- huh? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were, like, anxious or depressed, they'd be like, oh, stick them in an asylum. But, um, yeah, nowadays we're talking about it so much more and people are getting to understand it so much more too. And so we're coming up with all these different ways now that we can actually address them. And that's a good thing because we're actually helping so much people like understand what it is and really like give importance to it. And even like workplaces now are like so into mental health. Like our workplace is like, has like gone to lengths to like provide mental health support for Like, the people, like, their employees. And I actually hope that other, you know, companies or, like, business places would do that, too. Because it's just, you know, so important. I I ain't ain't gonna talk about that one.
1: Yeah? Why? I I wish my workplace. was the We're Uh, not, we're
0: not. Yeah. I wish, actually, I wish all workplaces would do stuff like that. You know? Not just some... Good. but what can you do you know how the economy is and you know you know how these businesses are but yeah that's if that's in an, an ideal world um what was i gonna say though oh it's so important also for you to find like those people in your life who can like really support you through it and like help you get through those things that you're struggling with because <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about this. Um, it's not going to be helpful if you have people in your life who, are, who you know are just going to judge you about it. Or not judge you, but, you know, won't really understand you. And you won't know unless you talk to them about it, though. Just, you know, try it out. Try it with your close friends. Because your close friends are most likely not going to be, like, ju- judgmental about that. Um When I was diagnosed with, huh?
1: At least I would hope not.
0: Yeah. I mean, if they're your close friends and they judge you for whatever it is you're going through, then, you know, you'd probably be better off without them. But um, when I got diagnosed with my anxiety disorder and I told my friends, they were, like, super supportive about this, super supportive about it. They were asking about, like was I on meds Uh, what was I doing to like cope with it and then they were saying like if I needed to talk they would be there for me and I could just message them anytime and like if I needed my space that would be okay too and like honestly there have been times when I've felt guilty because we have this like group chat and like a lot of the times I would be really quiet in a group chat, they would be talking there and I wouldn't, I would just be like reading through it, but not really responding. And like some of the times i felt guilty about it because I was so out of it that I couldn't bring myself to respond. But when I talked to them about that and why I was being like that, they totally understood. And now whenever it happens, they know that it's just because I'm probably in a place where I'm so out of it that I can't bring myself to respond. And they're totally chill with it. And that's a great thing. Because, like, the more you understand each other, the better it is for your relationship as well, you know. So, And my family, too. Actually, when I I was going to tell my family about the diagnosis, I was kind of nervous. um, Because I didn't know how they would take it you know, um, it's not really something that's talked about very much, at least in, like, our family, because it's not really an issue, but, um, when I talked to them about it, I was nervous of how they would perceive it, or how they would, like, start treating me because of it, but it felt like such a relief when I was able to talk to them about it, because they were super supportive, and, um, my mom, um, talks to me about it. And she knows that I do these certain things to kind of like cope with my anxiety. And she understands it better now why I do certain things. And you know, my dad's also like, silently supportive, sort of, because like, when I asked him to buy my meds, he's like, okay, I'll go buy them. So there's that, you know, there's like silent support and like vocal support and either kind of support is honestly just really good for you. Um, You can't expect everybody to be like very vocal about their support or very like outright or kind of like very showy with their support. But there are people who are going to be like silently supporting you, you know, like they're not talking about it. But at the same time, you know that you can talk to them about it. And you know that if you need something from them, they're going to be there to help you out with it so yeah that's something um I've been talking for the majority of the time here I am so sorry if you're like so fed up with my voice and you're like you want to hear Tom talk for a little bit do you have any input in this Tom do you want to add something
1: I mean I guess just on the whole um support structure so it's okay if you have like let's just you the listener let's say you have someone in your life that is dealing with something like this you want to support them you want to be more vocal about it but you just don't know how to be that's okay like if you don't know how to be just be that silenceable. It may not be what you want to be. But there's just sometimes that you can't help. It. You know?
0: Yeah, and there are like just times when you don't really know how to really support somebody in a way that they need you to support exactly. them. So even just like standing by... And just letting them know that you're there if they need you is actually a big help already.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, I just realized actually that we've got a great structure here because we're taking on two perspectives here. Um, Tom is of course the taking the perspective of the supporter, yep. uh, and I am taking on the perspective of the person who's dealing with the mental health um, condition or. So issues or whatever you want to call it yeah so we've got both ends of the spectrum here and actually um i'm very lucky to have tom around because he has been like super supportive of the whole thing when i talked to him about going to see somebody to just figure everything out he said that i should go for it and like when i do have breakdowns or moments and i'm like super out of it he completely understands and honestly find yourself find yourself a tom find yourself somebody who is going to like support you through whatever it is you're going through and like just understand it and not going to be like somebody who resents you for whatever it is you're going through and however it is you're coping with it and I'm going to be honest like there are times when I'm like super busy with stuff and I'm like trying to cope with everything by keeping myself busy that sometimes I don't get to spend as much time with Tom as I would want to and I've talked to him about this but he's like super chill with it and that's just amazing because I know that he understands what I'm going through and he understands that it's what I have to do to keep myself you know sane yeah yeah So uh, anything else you want to add, though, Tom, about like being, you know, that support structure for somebody, because for some of our listeners, maybe they're not really the one who's dealing with something, but they're somebody who's like supporting somebody who's going through stuff like that.
1: I mean, the best way I can put it, I think would be just to say my personal, you know, philosophy Um, life is kind of like a river we're all just kind of floating on it you can fight the current you can go with the current or you can just kind of float with it you really have to kind of take let's you know just say the the person with the either mental condition or mental issue and you just have to, you have to flow with it. You can't, you can't particularly fight the current. You can, but you're gonna end up wearing yourself out. You can try to go with it, but that's also not hyped you really kind of have to act as if like you're a buoy and that person can kind of come to you, you know?
0: Yeah. So kind of like, you know, um, just like what we've been saying, be there when they need you.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like just kind of be that support structure. Yeah. So, for those of you who are, you know, supporting somebody in your life right now who is going through something, you don't know how important you are to that person's life. Like, honestly. Um, you don't know um, kind of like how much you're a big help to them, regardless of if you are like an active, focal and like outgoing supporter or you're a silent supporter of that person. Like you mean so much to that person. And I don't want to put like any um, pressure on you or make you feel like you there's a weight on your shoulder of having to support that person. But honestly, just like being there is already a big help to them. Just like speaking from somebody who is in the position of needing that support, it's such a big help.
1: It really is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So whatever it is you're going through, we honestly just want to encourage you to like, you know, find those people who can really help you through it. Look for those resources online. There's so many online right now, actually. And so many doctors are doing like online consultations now and like online, like therapy sessions. There's so many. Answering at the times. Like my, my doctor, I got to, I like, I got my consultation with my doctor online, and then we do our sessions online too. And it's honestly, it's amazing because I don't even have to leave work. Not not work. I don't have to leave home. And like, I can just like be sitting on my bed and like talking about it. And it's honestly so comfortable. It's so convenient now. Um, But of course, we realize also that not everybody has you know, the means to even reach out in those ways. And I wish we could do more things, you know, to help out those people who are like, um, I don't know, those people who don't have the resources to get that help and be able to just, you know, kind of provide it to them. Um, Especially people who are like struggling in life because I feel like they have a lot to deal with. And so they need somebody to really process that with and talk to them, talk with them about it, you know, like those people on hoarders, like, well, they kind of have like people to talk to, but like, Mm -hmm. let's talk about what about those who are like, you know, less fortunate. Like those people who are like super down in their luck, those people who are like homeless those people who don't like have family to go to like
1: speaking of homeless, did you know that most of the at least the homeless in america are because of mental health that they're homeless
0: see that's the thing yeah i did not know that but that's the thing so like these people need that help the most and yet they don't have access to that help at all and i wish they did like I wish there were programs that actually focused on that. I mean, I don't know. Do you as do you have far programs as like I that?
1: No, there are some programs. There aren't a lot of programs like Mhm. Like. Because. It, it's one of those like, touchy subjects in America, mainly because
0: uh... a lot of people
1: really do see the homeless as like. Something to be swept under the rug. Yeah. So like their mental health problems kind of along the ride.
0: Which is just so like disappointing, by the way. Like, why are we treating these people like they're less than people just because they're homeless? Like you don't know what what happened in that person's life that led to them being homeless. You know what I'm saying? Like And I've heard like some of those homeless people are even veterans. Oh, yeah. Like how like you give like so much respect to these veterans and yet you see them on the streets with like nothing to eat, no home to go to. And it's like I mean why? how is it has happening?
1: Not just like from like not from my experience honestly, but from mm-hmm. experiences I've heard of from like my brother and some friends. Like after, like, after they're out of the army, like, veteran cares let's Let's be, like, fucking blunt about it. It's fucking...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so...
0: So, like, after you've served your country, they're, like, they could care less about you.
1: I mean... Yes and no. Like, they still get care, so it's not like they don't care. But...
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Like... The, the best it's way to not describe like it is... Good like, good quality care. Yes. It's not good quality. It's not expedient. It's... Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking...
0: Yeah, that's just so disappointing. And I just feel... I don't know. I feel like these are the people who need that particular help the most. Oh, um, yeah. I just... Honestly, I just don't... I feel bad for homeless people because we really don't know what their story is you know some people will be like oh it's because they're lazy and they don't want to work and it's like no like these people would work if they could and they would work because they need that like money they need like that cash to really like support their lives and for them to be able to eat something or like at least stay somewhere for the night you know and
1: it's just yes and no So, for me, it's, I've had somewhat of an experience with that, like, Mm -hmm. I've kind of adopted the policy of, if I see someone on a street corner, like, asking for money, I don't offer them money, I'll offer them food, drink, something. Food, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do that, too.
1: Because, like.
0: Yeah, because you don't know what the money's going to be used for.
1: Exactly. Like, this kind of ties in with mental health to a little bit, I guess, more mm-hmm. dependency. Um, a lot of the times, mm-hmm. that money will actually go to, like, substance abuse.
0: Substances, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that, too. Um, this is a super taboo topic, especially in the country that I'm in right now. But um, what is your take on drug addiction? Because, personally, I consider it as another mental health issue. It is.
1: It is a hundred That's it's sad like
0: and like, yeah
1: a lot of the time the reason that someone goes to a substance like just for example uh alcohol just a, a very yeah common substance like anyone over 21 can buy it here um a lot of times people go to it to repress feelings to be just essentially take themselves away from a lot of uh, trauma that they've experienced when they become alcoholics. Yeah,
0: it's like, it's their way of coping. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so like
0: some of us, you know...
1: And I'm not talking uh like anyone who buys alcohol, I'm just saying like people who abuse alcohol.
0: Abuse alcohol, yeah. Yeah. So it that's how I see it too. Like the reason that these people are abusing these substances is because they see it as their only way to really cope with the issues that they're going through. Like there's something there. There's, there's something in their life that has led them to that point. And it's not because, you know, it's not because these people want to be like just addicts, like who wants to be an addict, right? It's not, I feel like it's not a straight up decision. Like, I know that at some point they have control of their life yep. and um, they can choose to be better. But we also have to understand that it's not that easy for them, because, especially if they've been dependent on that for such a long time. And then they feel like, you know, they don't know how to process these thoughts or these emotions that they, they're having and they don't really have anyone else to turn to or talk about it. And they end up just like going back to that substance. So it's, like, it's not as easy as, like, switching, like, turning a switch or flipping a switch and it's, like, oh, I'm not an addict anymore. It's, like, you know, it's really a process for them. Yeah,
1: it's a fucking struggle. It's not an uphill like,
0: battle. It's, yeah, it's really a struggle. And so, like, I do understand that there are, like, those um, addicts, I guess, who do pose some level of threat to other people you know, that level of danger where they're, like, they don't really care anymore who they affect and whose lives are affected by their the things that they do. And I understand that. But for majority of them, I feel like a lot of them really want to get better. And a lot of them really want to get themselves under control, but they just don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, such a big issue in this country, too. Because, like, you know how it is here um there is a lot of issue regarding that and you know addicts are perceived as kind of like you know pests that need to that we need That's to get a, rid of but not like in a
1: kind of like the homeless problem here
0: but not like, like in a way yeah but not like in a way where you're, they're like getting to the root of the problem Because, you know, a lot of these people are actually, the reason they're going to those substances is, one, is poverty. Like, some of them do drugs because, you know, they don't have anything to eat. They find these, like, chemicals, these substances that they can take that will make them forget that they're hungry. Or, like, forget that they're going through such hard times in life. And it's their way out of that situation. And instead of, like, going to the root of that problem and actually trying to solve the issue of why those people are turning to substances, they're just, like, getting rid of those people. Which is, like, it's not sustainable. And it's just not, you know, it's not good for any, any of those people. It's not good for those people. It's not good for their families like, instead of us, like, really addressing the actual problem, you're kind of just, like, you know, throwing a blanket over the problem and addressing, like, the effect of it, which is, you know, doesn't really help. But, um, yeah. That's, like, the deeper end of it, though, like, of mental health um, issues. You know, I, um, if any of you who are listening to this are struggling or you feel like you struggle with certain substance abuse we we really hope that you can get like whatever help that you need right now um i guess the first step is really just to acknowledge it i suppose like acknowledge that you're dealing with something you know um Acknowledge that it might be a problem, especially if you see that it's already affecting like people in your life or your own personal life. Like, acknowledge that it's happening. Acknowledge that it's a problem that needs to be dealt dealt with, and you know, just look for people that you can talk to about it. Like, just that support group, really. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Um, but yeah. So actually, the whole spectrum of mental health is such a big, such a big thing. Because on one hand, you have like, you know, those issues like anxiety and depression, which is talked about a lot. But then you also have issues like substance abuse and addiction, which is also technically like mental health related. And then you also have, you know, like other disorders or other conditions that people don't talk about as much, but do exist as well. And like people need to understand.
1: And like a lot of ones that have very negative connotations with it. Like uh schizophrenics. Uh Uh-huh. Like
0: people think they're like crazy. Yes.
1: When I mean in reality, yeah, there are some, but it's just one of those things of some people can actually find some balance with medicine. Just just, you know. It, it it really does But you have person, to also person.
0: like Yeah, you do have to understand also like what that person is going through.
1: Yeah.
0: Cuz like for example, like you mentioned for schizophrenics. Some people think schizophrenics are crazy, but it's just because they can't really tell apart, you know, what's what is reality from not reality. Yeah. Like they have a hard or a difficult time really understanding the difference between those two. Th- two things and that's just the way their brain works and it's not because they're crazy it's because there's something there that they can't really control so you know really understanding also what these conditions are and what those people are going through is a big help also in being able to deal with them and being able to help those people as well exactly Um, can we also talk about i just want to talk about those people who like glamorize mental health conditions Uh,
1: those people
0: yes because like I I you know how like being OCD is like a it's like this term people use when they like having things in order when they don't really have OCD and it's like it's it doesn't really help that you're talking about it in that way like, you know, if you're somebody who's very metic- meticulous about things and like doing things in a certain order, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have OCD. And freezing it that way and saying you are obsessive compulsive does not actually help uh, other people understand the condition. Because exactly. for people who actually have OCD, it's a constant struggle for them because they like it's difficult for them to really control themselves those impulses and the need to do certain things exactly. and like there I've seen people who have OCD who like it gets in the way of like their daily routines like I've seen people who need to switch the lights on like 15 times before they can move on to a different room or people who like obsessively wash their hands to the point where they're like red and you know bleeding and so you know just say if you're that kind of person just say you're very meticulous about things or you're you like having things in a certain order but don't say you have OCD because it's really not helpful and it's really giving people a different idea of like what it is and like people who also say like oh I'm depressed like understand that there is a difference also between being sad and And being depressed. Mm -hmm. And don't... Oh my god. I just realized something. Also, those people who tell people with depression to, like, snap out of it. Or, like, get over it. It's like... um, Oh, and because I am living in a Catholic country. One other thing that people usually say if, like, they find out you have, like, depression is that you need to pray more. And it's like, honestly, you know, maybe that would help for some people with depression as a form of like therapy for them if they're very religious, but it does not get rid of it. Okay, so it does not. And honestly, telling them to snap out of it or to get over it does not help either because it's not like they're choosing to feel that way. For most of the people who actually have depression, they don't even understand why they feel that way. Like as much as they want to be happy and you know, they want to find joy in certain things, they can't and they don't understand why either. Like they don't understand why they don't have that motivation, why they can't find the drive that other people do and they're constantly questioning their lives. And that's not by choice. That's honestly just because it's how their brain functions and they don't really have control of that. So telling them to actually snap out of it is doing nothing you know yeah but i've seen because i've i've run into a couple of those who think like depression is something that you can control um sadness you can get over sadness you can do things to cope with sadness but depression is so much it's so different you know it's really important for people to know the difference between these things because just saying like you're depressed when really what you mean is you're sad gives a lot of like confusion it does not it gives a lot of confusion to other people about what you're talking about and yeah um, I guess that's most of what I want to just say about the whole thing Um, do we have anything else to add or do you have anything to say Tom no not really no No. so I think we kind of covered that sort of well I mostly covered it um well I don't blame Tom though because you know uh I was really the one who suggested this topic and it was was just
1: this was kind of like Celine's baby
0: yeah because I really just wanted to talk about it and just wanted to talk about my experience with it and just hoping that you know this episode will actually help others out there who are listening to really find what they need, um, find your reassurance that, you know, you're not crazy and you're not, there's nothing wrong with you for feeling the way you do or for dealing with the things that you are dealing with. You know, it happens and it's just a matter of making peace with it by really getting to know what it is and knowing the things that you can do to manage it because the moment you understand those things, the better it's going to be like, it's you're going to feel so much better because you know how you're going to deal with it. You know, it's like, just, it's just like, I don't want to compare it to like a disease, but it's like being sick. You know, if you don't know what you're down with, you can't really treat it properly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's better that you understand what it is and it's good for other people also to understand it not just the person who's dealing with it but the people around them. So if you are somebody who is dealing with someone in your life who has those particular particular things, I would suggest like you know reading up on it, doing a little bit of research just so you also know what it's like for that person yep. and you know some of the small things you can do to to just help them. Yeah. So, I think we can wrap up here for this episode. Um,
1: Real quick. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you know me personally or through this and you want to reach out and just say like, hey, I've been dealing with this, I don't mind being that person to like, you know, uh, not so much shoulder, but like I don't mind lending an ear. I don't mind listening. I don't I'm that kind of person. That, yeah, like,
0: Tom's a really good listener.
1: Like, just the big thing is, I won't know anything until you actively say something. So, yeah. if you know me, if you don't know me, just bring it up.
0: Talk. Yeah, Tom's a really good listener. And um, if you know you want to reach out to me as well, you can do that too. If you want to reach out to somebody who is going through someone, you know, is going through similar things that you are, then I'm open to talk to you as well. Um, Don't be afraid because, you know, you know, from listening to this podcast that that we are like the least judgmental people about this kind of stuff. So, yeah, we're going to be here for you if you need to reach out to us and we're down to talk, you know, so just hit us up if you need to. Yeah. And know, um, very important, know that you are not alone in whatever it is that you're struggling with. There are other people out there who are feeling similar things, struggling with similar things. And, you know, they're getting through it. They're working through whatever it is that they have. So don't be afraid to really just reach out to those people. Exactly. But yeah thank you so much for listening to this um, episode that's like very close to my heart um, and like sticking around for like to listen to me just like you know talk about that experience Um, yes Tom is there anything you want to okay so Tom says I should still plug it's so weird to plug this in after like a mental health episode though but whatever okay so Um, grotesque.ph, you know it, guys. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, that's grotesque with a W and a dot before the PH. Um, and then, uh, Tom also has something to plug.
1: Twitch.tv slash Jack Rippington. J-A-C-K-R-I-P-P-I-N-G-T-O-N.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, grotesque has, like, um... Uh, We're doing a blind box this November. So uh, we have, like, this um, Pumpkin Patch Kids series. We have three designs available, and you can get, like, each, uh, you can get a blind box or, like, a complete set of three. Uh, You can check out the Instagram page for details about that. And um, actually, if you are international, we can actually ship to you um, we're just gonna have to like check up on our rates on how much it's gonna cost to do shipping, but we can definitely ship internationally except for one of our designs. but if you know just send me a message and we'll talk about how we can like work that out for you. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I guess we'll uh, see you guys, not see you. You'll hear from us again next Friday. Bye guys.
1: Bye.